I had a, a movie deal with Peter Guber at Mandalay and he's, he always said there are 400 million people in the U S but there are 8 billion people worldwide. I'm going after the 8 billion people. And I took that mantra as with anything you're doing, you always want to go after the 8 billion people. I'm Eric Fulweiler, and this is Scratch, bringing you marketing lessons from the leading brands and brains, rewriting the rulebook from scratch for the world of today. Hey, everyone. Very interesting episode today with Johnny McMahon, who is the GM and Chief Content Officer of World Chase Tag. World Chase Tag is a challenger sport, and it is what it sounds like. It is pretty impressive athletes playing tag um, in a professional setting. And it's fascinating to hear um, Johnny's approach and how they've built really a powerhouse of a content-led digital ecosystem machine around the brand, as well as doing some pretty big, you know, above-the-line traditional linear TV deals for distribution of World Chase Tag in 38 countries, including on ESPN in the US and BBC in the UK. Johnny's background, you hear it at the end a little bit. It's always been about content, building content, producing content around the brands. Um, For the last quarter of a decade, he's worked in film, he's worked in TV and various digital content production and distribution roles, including at World Poker Tour, which is interesting as well. So, You know, if you've heard some of what we've talked about, that we are fascinated by the category of sports and how it is being disrupted. That's part of why we wanted to reach out to Johnny and hear a little bit more about how he and the team are building the brand and business of World Chase Tag as a challenger sport. So without further ado, please enjoy my conversation with Johnny McMahon. Hey, Johnny, how you doing today? Good. Very well, Eric. How are you doing? I am good. Where are you calling in from, by the way? Los Angeles, California. Okay, nice. Well, thanks for getting up early for us. I appreciate it. So, Johnny, super excited about this. I have been, uh, we all actually have been exploring the wild and wonderful world of Chase Tag um, since we had our prep call a couple months ago. But before we get into World Chase Tag and everything that you're doing there, can you please tell us about a challenger brand that you are particularly passionate about right now and why? Yeah, I a brand that's out there right now that, you know, I think if you're looking at growth sports like us and and focusing on many, I, I would say Professional Fighters League is doing a really great job right now um, in accelerated growth. You know, although combat sports has been around, uh, their template is different using a, a seasonal format. Um, they're, they're scaling drastically, doing a credible job in distribution, holding events and sponsorships, um, you know, in parallel of what we're accomplishing and doing. Um, but also they've got a lot of investment and funding and they're scaling drastically. Um, but I know the team there and I, I really admire what they're doing there. So, you know, looking at, uh, a sport like that, um, that started from the ground up, like we are doing at world chase tag. I, I really admire what they're, what they're doing over there. Nice. I, I actually hadn't heard of them before. I used to be in and was a practitioner of, uh, MMA, which I think a lot of people don't know. I'm sure that Viren, our producer, if he were here, he would know them because he still does 
if not MMA, Muay Thai. But yeah, that whole world is fascinating. And I know we're going to talk about it later, kind of the UFC and what they've been able to accomplish. And I know there's a couple pages from that playbook that you all are using at World Chase Tag as well. Um, but that's a really good one. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, Johnny, for those who maybe have not come across it before, can you give us a quick overview on what World Chase Tag is? So I always say World Chase Tag is like a physical esport meets an action sport without the wheels. So we bring uh, multiple teams together. Um, two teams show up on our obstacle course is what we call a quad. And they battle it out in a series of 20-second one-on-one chases. Um, each team starts as either the chaser or the evader. And the winner of East Chase always stays on as the evader. And only the evader can gain a point if they elude the chaser when the 20 seconds expire. And it's basically a simple game of tag that we all played as kids. But now it's a we've built it up to a sport where there are athletes who come from uh, parkour uh, and ninja warrior and free running disciplines. And we've brought together this sport where these amazing, uh, incredible athletes get to uh, compete um, and win a prize pool. And so we, we usually, our events can be anywhere between one day and two days long. Um, up to 20 teams and uh, eventually goes through a bracket and there's an, a win, there's a winner. Um, but at the end of the day, we all played chase when we were kids. Everybody around the world has played a game of tag. Um, so I feel like World Chase Tag, it, it, everybody understands what our sport is. Yeah, it is. I love that about the sport that everybody can kind of relate to it. But, and I just pulled up kind of one of the clips. I know we're going to talk about all the content you all create around it, but this is, yeah, this is not what I or any of my friends looked like when we played tag. Like these are, like you said, you know, these are athletes. These are, you know, some impressive moves that people are doing. It is really compelling to watch. And I think it is interesting, you know, we, um, for whatever reason, pickleball has kind of become the, uh, I don't know, what do you want to call it? The kind of prototypical challenger sport that we always reference, right? And actually, I do know why. It's because, you know, the guy that we all used to, or the three of us co-founders used to work for, Gary Vaynerchuk, was like very early getting into pickleball and all that stuff. So he kind of put it on the radar for us. Um, but it is fascinating, just the world of sport. You know, I think we talked about this in our prep call so many people assume that it's so much more static just because of how big these organizations and these sports businesses and the celebrities within them are baseball, NFL, hockey, basketball in the U S et cetera. But actually it's a category that's changing all the time. It might take a long time for one of the incumbents to be truly challenged. Like what's happening with baseball. I'd say now, and some of the changes that they're trying to make, But, you know, you rewind 100 years ago and it was boxing, horse racing and still baseball that were popular. And so there seems to be this kind of wave of quote unquote challenger sports of which I put World Chase Tag into that bucket that is really gaining um, momentum and gaining attention and gaining interest. Um, And part of that, I assume, also has to do with kind of the access and distribution of the content that people have. It's not 
anymore that you had to go to the baseball game or watch the only channels that you had on your TV. You can actually access the entertainment and enjoyment of these sports in so many different places as well. Correct. Correct. And I, I think a lot of, for sports like ours, including pickleball, I think social media has helped with that drastically. Um, you know, where your traditional sports of NFL and MLB and everything have been on television and have major broadcast network broadcast deals. And that's great. But I think for sports like World Chase Tag, we have some low, low hanging fruit access and we have grown from, in terms of our distribution, um, we have grown from airing on ESPN and now we're airing in over 38 countries around the world. Um, on linear sports networks. And so that's a great accomplishment for us. But with that, we're also growing in our social media. You know, we right now have 4.2 million followers and subscribers. And most of those uh, of people are from YouTube, 1.3 million, TikTok, 1.3 million, Instagram and Facebook as well, you know, over 1.5 million combined. So we... For us as a sport, and I think other niche sports, we have social media that we can grow and take advantage of too, and and build our sport. and And it's it's a it's a different world right now, like you said. Um, so I think there's great opportunity for sports like us to to grow in that way. Yeah, and I'd love to kind of spend a little bit of time talking about that playbook that you're using to drive the growth of the sport and grow its audience um, is one of the things that was interesting for me, you know, when we had our prep call was the focus on the TV licensing and the kind of, you know, those deals. It's not only about social and distribution. And actually we have here in the brief that it was 34 countries, but clearly that needs to be updated from the last couple of months now that it's 38. So I know you've got distribution deals with ESPN and BPC BBC and, you know, big um, networks out in Southeast Asia and also in the Middle East. But if we, if we were to kind of, I don't know if you actually have this written down, but if there were a playbook of how you all are approaching growing this challenger brand within sport, clearly the TV licensing is a big part of it. The social content is a big part of it. I know you mentioned also uh, licensing to gyms. But what are kind of like the three to five key pillars of the growth strategy for you all? Uh, yeah, I mean, some of those pillars you're mentioning right now, um, and the we're right now we're one of those pillars that has just come up more recently that revolves around our licensing. And if you know, since you brought it up, we do sell our quads to various gyms and free-running facilities, uh, Ninja Warrior facilities, so-called, if you want to call them that, um, around the world. And those licensees have started um, memberships where tweens and uh, teens and actually uh, kids as young as five years old are participating in those gyms. And I kind of put that around little league baseball. Um, you know, it, when you're, when we were kids, you know, you play little league baseball and I feel like, um, world chase tag, um, again, everybody knows the game of tag kids can chase each other 
around an obstacle course. And then they can start thinking, wow, this is very athletic. This is something we can do. So that's that starting, um, starting your uh, sport out with young people, I think is very important. So that's one pillar. Um, our, our distribution, uh, is definitely, uh, part of our expansion. We got to get the content out there around the world. So people see it and, and start to soak it up and say, wow, this is cool. And, and that transfers people saying, wow, this is cool. Like I want to go event. When's the next event? I mean, a lot in our social media, which is the third pillar, um, say like, how can I become an athlete? How can I participate in this event? When is the next event? So we're getting all this momentum of, of people commenting and engaging us to say, when, what can we do to participate in this? How can we, how can we be part of this sport? Um, and then on another event side, we get invited as world chase tag as a sport to other events. So we were at Arnold sports festival where we held our pan America in, in Ohio. Uh, in July, we were just at TwitchCon in Paris. And so TwitchCon inv- invited us there, which everybody, you know, TwitchCon is a gaming esport uh, influencer event. And they wanted us there because we kind of complemented that whole activity there. And so we had our French national there um, in July, which was hugely successful. So big event rights holders um, are asking us to come in and participate with them to add value. Um, and so I would say that's another key component in our growth, in our playbook. Do you think about trying to, I guess, acquire customers or acquire viewers and fans from other sports? Or is it more about kind of growing the pie? Like this might be something that traditional sports fans or sorry, people who aren't into traditional sports might actually be interested in. And then I guess there's also, in the way that you described it, um, like a physical esport, there's the esports pie as well. So are, are you thinking about kind of bringing more people into, like this as a gateway into sports for them, taking people from other sports that might be disillusioned or not as, not as um, into it, or esports? Like how do you think about like where you're trying to acquire your audience from? I truly believe we are very family friendly sport and we're not a combat sport, which means a, you know, somebody that, you know, between 18 and 35 year old could be watching this or a mother or father, I'll see them show up to our events with our kids and they are enjoying it just as much as the kids are enjoying it. So I think our spectrum is really far reaching. And I think a dad or a mom, you know, might be interested in their, you know, their alma mater of a college football team or something. But I think chase tag with families can bond a family together to enjoy a sport together. You know, some kids might not like baseball, but the dad is a huge fan, but chase tag, I think can involve a whole, your whole family as a whole um, to enjoy a sport. And I think that can bring people together. So I think that's unique for us. Um, 
it, it goes back to everybody's played the game of tag. So true. It's something that we can all relate to. Um, I'm actually just curious, you know, thinking about the pickleball thing, but also thinking about how a lot of challenger brands are growing in other categories. There are a lot of tie-ups, integrations, sometimes equity deals with influencers or celebrities. Have you all thought at all about kind of, you know, you look at pickleball and it was like Gary Vaynerchuk and Tom Brady and Drew Brees, like celebrities kind of getting into it. And I'm sure that was partially a bit of a strategy from pickleball. Is that something that you all have thought about? Absolutely, 100%. And we've gotten some mentions, you know, from Mr. Beast and other influencers when Chase Tag first started because it was different. It was like, holy smokes, what is this? Um, and so we got that. But as a company right now, we are a startup. And we, uh, we're funded by Gray Television, the second largest television station owner in the country, and Tupelo Honey Media, which is one of the largest uh, event production companies in the country as well. And they've been funding us thus far. We're actively seeking a, a new round, and we're, we're talking to various groups and VCs and sports you know, athletes and, uh, and venture cap. So we're, we want to grow to that. We want to involve more influencers. We want to involve, um, celebrities. We, we want to build and grow that way. Um, but right now our focus and what we've been spending and investing in has been holding events and building um, and creating more content to distribute around the world to keep that momentum going. I would say that that would be our next phase of growth is to involve influencers and get people on board. And we're in conversations with those groups and we're in conversations with some influencing groups and see what we can do to collaborate on. Um, I do go back to the guys at, um, at Dude Perfect and what they've done and what they've accomplished. And what we, you know, in our next phase, we do want to have a, and we have locations all over, but from a kind of a production facility standpoint, we want to have fun with our sport. Meaning, you know, we hold events, but maybe there's some sort of daily um, focus we can do to activate more fun content to um, keep to build our social media more and work with the influencers in that respect, um, that revolves around our brand. And we bring those influencers into our brand and kind of cross co collaborate on, on fun ideas. So we look forward to that. That's in our playbook. That's, that's what we want to do in the future. Um, uh, but we've just been really focused on holding events and growing our sport. So let's talk about the content engine that you built, because it is pretty impressive. You mentioned some of the stats earlier, but a lot of the focus, of course, has been on social and video within that. You have 4.2 million followers total across the platforms and videos that have amassed over 100 million views. So I guess the place to start. So we talked a bit about how important that is within the strategy. How do you actually go about doing this? Like, what does the team structure look like? Are you using an agency? What's your approach to being able to produce the quantity, but clearly also the quality of content that you are. Yeah. So, um, it goes back to us being a startup. We're, 
we're a very small team of people and uh we, we've got uh, uh an editor and a social media manager um to put all this content together i think fortunately with our content what we do we do 20 second chases so those chases and we do multiple chases in an event i mean we do over 100 chases in an event that all those 20 second chases are very bite-sized pieces there it's 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 made for tiktok um and so we we try to um do a really good job by um pinning or or commenting on a chase that maybe will get people excited like holy smokes i can't believe he did that jump or he you know occasionally there's a little bit of initial injury but like he dislocated his finger and what you know things like little t- stamps of comments like that get people involved like i want to see that um so you know we're fortunate in a way that our our content is very bite-sized so we can do short form we could do uh us as small as a chase or we can do long form as long as the content is very energetic very fun um and we tag it the right way um we just started working with an entity um to help us create more video so we're consistently so we were doing you know posting two to three videos a week now we're almost doing videos daily um, to get more content out there to stay relevant consistently and have fun with our content. So we are working with a, another group to help us, um, mainly for, um, on Instagram, um, and Facebook, uh, but TikTok and YouTube, we manage directly, um, uh, from that standpoint, but uh, we're, we're a very small team and it's amazing, um, what our team does, um, to get the content out and, um, and, and keep it growing. I mean, and I guess since, uh, well, our, our, um, since 2017, we've gained one bill, we've had 1 billion views plus, I mean, that we got that number about six months ago. So we're cumulative over a billion views of our content. And is that all, like, how much does paid factor in to the strategy for the distribution of the content and the growth of followers and things like that? Zero. We don't pay any, anything. All organic. Um, we're still, we're, yeah, we're wow. still not even verified on TikTok. We have 1.3 million views on TikTok and we're not verified on TikTok. And I, it's great. That's, I, I think that's positive for us because we still keep gaining followers on TikTok, but we're not verified. And some of the comments are like, I can't believe you guys aren't verified on TikTok yet. So if anybody from TikTok's listening to this podcast right now, we'd like to be verified. <laughs> we're verified on every other social <laughs> social media uh, platform, you know, TikTok, I don't know. I mean, if you have 45,000, some people have 45,000 followers and they're verified. So Anyways, I'm venting. We might be able to help with that, Jenna. Um, one of my co-founders is on the council for TikTok in Europe over here. So okay. I'll drop her a note after this, see what we can do. Okay, thank you. Thank you. And so I'm curious, like the, I guess, editorial strategy, right? Like clearly the events themselves are, you know, 
treasure troves of interesting, uh, dynamic, engaging content. Is that really the focus? Like I think back to, you know, working with Gary and he always used to talk about document, don't create, right? Just kind of get a camera out and capture what's already happening, which of course with the sport, that's pretty obvious. Is there an element of it that's also um, maybe a, say a bit more creative, like actually concepting interesting ideas, maybe longer form videos, things that aren't just the sport, or is it just about documenting the sport and putting it out to a wider audience in digital? Yeah, that's, that's a strategy we want to build on. And we're not doing, I will say and fully admit, and it's part of our growth and what we need to do moving forward is that we need to do a better job of highlighting these incredible athletes and documenting. We just started documenting the backstage of our events, talking to athletes and, you know, putting that backstage, um, content in a vault for future use, but we really need our next, one of our next phases is really, um, working with our athletes and highlighting them because they have a unique stories and they, they are amazing. Um, Sebastian Fucan is, is the founder of parkour. He participates in our, our events. He's from France. Um, if you've seen, uh, James Bond's, uh, Casino Royale, the opening of the movie where James is chasing this guy through a, a construction site, that's Sebastian jumping, going up the girders, jumping all around. He's a participant in world chase tag. A lot of our athletes are stunt men and women. You know, we have the stunt man from Mandalorian. We have a stunt woman who participates in some of the other star Wars TV shows. I mean, that's a treasure trove of talent, not just as athletes, but what they do on the side. You know, some of them are Ninja warrior winners as well and contestants and we get calls from ninja warrior all the time saying hey so and so participate in world chase tag can we have some some of your content we're like yeah absolutely just tag it world chase tag of course but these athletes are really unique and also from a parkour standpoint these athletes on a parkour standpoint parkour's an art form it's it's like an exterior version of them doing performance art outside in 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 the world you know they travel to their buddy's place they have a backpack they sleep on the couch and they they participate with their friends to just go outdoors and do crazy stuff um and in a unique way and that's a story in itself so we really need to take advantage of all these athletes who love world chase tag and support them and highlight them and what they do and um we we will do that that will happen um and that i would say would be the next phase of our helping our business grow too because telling those stories will i believe bring in more fans as well the casino royale scene is a classic and i do feel like is one of those moments where parkour kind of became a little bit mainstream at least for a minute um but also that was like 20 plus years ago. I'm impressed that this guy is still doing it. Oh yeah. And, um, we just, uh, opened up a quad in London, um, just literally a week ago and Sebastian's there every day now, but <laughs> we're participating. That's awesome. We might have to take a rival team outing. 
Yeah. And he was in the French national in Paris and he, you know, it's, he, he can't stop, you know? And yeah, he's one of the older athletes, but, um, but he, it, it, he's, he's like the, he's the, the pinnacle of parkour. And again, we've brought in a sport that these parkour influencers can participate with their friends and have a good time and compete against other friends or teams. So it's, it, it, it is, it brings a natural camaraderie to these guys. You know, every time you tag, you'll see world chase tag, um, you know, when they tag each other, they hug it out after, um, you know, that's just kind of the camaraderie. They want to beat each other, but at the end of it, you know, they'll hug it out. You know, sometimes there's a little friction. Don't get me wrong, you know, but you know, at the end of it, it is, these guys like competing against each other. So I, I do want to double click on what you were talking about with the focus on the athletes and kind of building their personal brands, because that's something that I think is straight out of the UFC playbook, straight out of the F1 playbook, particularly with Drive to Survive. And something that I know the NFL, because we used to work with them, an agency I was at, like really struggles with because of the helmets. People don't know anyone except for like the top, you know, maybe 20 players who are almost all quarterbacks. Travis Kelsey, now the exception, given the Taylor Swift thing. But... Um, you know, UFC and then Formula One, which I know a little bit less well, but certainly UFC having been in that world and watched their rise, like almost from the beginning, they intentionally and did a, you know, very effectively did a great job of building the brands of the fighters in order to then build the brand and business of the UFC. Um, so it sounds like, you know, you all are, are doing that, doubling down on that and it's working. Is there anything else from like other successful challenger sports like the UFC or maybe others? You know, I know you were in World Poker Tour and that certainly um, came on the scene in, the big, in a big way, probably also 20 years ago. But any, any other kind of like learnings uh, or strategies that you're taking from what you've seen work well in other sports that have been successful? Yeah, I mean, I, I think that, um, I, I, you know, I we need to right now um all of our events aren't live so next year we're going to go more into live and i go to what world surf league has done with their live streaming and we will uh next starting next year get into more live so when we hold our our events even if it's three days long or one day long event we just started touching on it on some local events to test up our our live stream to make sure we're um, sending out a a proper feed and everything. So we've had some, we did a, a live stream event in Belgium just about uh, two months ago that was hugely successful. Um, we had about eight teams from around Europe um, participate, uh, and it went super well. Next year, we're all of our events will have a a live component to it, where we will live stream it to all of our owned and operated channels to our 4.2 million fans. Why not take advantage of that? And it's like what World Surf League did. So I really love their template, and I think that grew their influence worldwide too. That anybody could watch World Surf League, and that's a culture. And I think for us. We want to build a culture as well. 
And I think the culture's there. It's parkour, it's esports, it's the game of tag that everybody can relate to um, in a fun and unique way. And um, that's our next step. And and next year, part of that taking advantage of that live stream is we're going to get into sports betting. So, you know, I think tag has that, you know, feel of, you know, in its simplest form, I'm going to put $5 down because I think that person's going to tag that person. Um, but I would use um, World Surf League as a great template. Um, going back to UFC, how they documented, documented their, their athletes um, is a key component and is what we had just spoken about. And we need to highlight those athletes, which brings that back to our sport um, and brings back you know, brings fans to invest in, in our sport and invest in the athletes as individuals and the athletes as teams too. Pretty cool. I'm definitely gonna have to check out the gym in London, although I worry that I might injure myself. Oh yeah. We got to bring you there for sure. (laughs) Awesome. Johnny, um, fascinating to dive into this world and it really is amazing what y'all have done with the sport itself. Um, but but also just kind of with the brand that you built in digital and the content machine that you built around it. So really kudos. And I think there's a lot that people can learn. And I really would recommend, of course, go check out World Chase Tag, but definitely check out TikTok, YouTube, and see uh, what Johnny and the team are doing. So Johnny, before I let you go, quick lightning round, if you're up for it. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Tell us about the first marketing job you ever had. Um. Well, I... Interesting enough, I've never, I've never been a, a marketer, but I, I was in branded entertainment. I would still say I am. You're always getting a sponsor integrated into your, um, your content. So, um, you know, I, I would say that started when I was at End of Model where I was head of digital production and we, we'd work with brands and, and basically create content around the brand. Um, and so I, we utilize systems and devise plans by creating content that was basically an infomercial or a marketing tool for that brand. Um, so I would, I would say that was my first go into branded entertainment. What's the best piece of career advice you've ever received? Uh, I would say that, uh, I, I had a, a movie deal with Peter Guber at Mandalay and, He's, he always said there are 400 million people in the U S but there are 88 billion people worldwide. I'm going after the 8 billion people. And I took that mantra as with anything you're doing, you always want to go after the 8 billion people. I think that can be true literally, literally, and also figuratively, like there's always a bigger thing to be aiming for. What's the best brand campaign that you've seen recently? For me, honestly, um, I, the Honda has been doing the, the helpful Honda people and I really like it because I think it's community based and it appeals, but it appeals to the nation. Um, and they, with, you know, lots of negative things that are going on in the world, I, I think that what they do kind of the feel, feel good, um, promotional campaigns they do, um, in, in a community based strategy, I think is 
is really well done. Power positivity, or as Jenna calls it, radical optimism. All right. Uh, is there a marketing tool that you and your team can't live without? Um, social media. That's our marketing tool. Absolutely. Can't live without it. We wouldn't be where we were, where we are right now without social media. And lastly, what's one thing people should do differently after listening to this episode? Um, I, I would say that World Chase Tag is a startup. And, and I think, you know, people should take it, take away this conversation that with any business that's a startup, um, you need to go all in. Uh, you need to believe in what you're doing. Um, there will always be obstacles um, that you will hit. But whether your business succeeds or fails, you will, you'll take something away from it either way. Love it. I think that's a great place to leave it. Johnny, I'll let you get on with your day out in LA. Thank you so much for coming on the show. Thank you, Eric. It was a pleasure. Scratch is a production of Rival. We are a marketing innovation consultancy that helps businesses develop strategies and capabilities to grow faster. If you want to learn more about us, check out wearerival.com. If you want to connect with me, email me at eric at wearerival.com or find me on LinkedIn. If you enjoyed today's show, please subscribe, share with anyone you think might enjoy it, and please do leave us a review. Thanks for listening and see you next week.